Just a brief warning before we start today's episode, as we get further into this book, we are going to discuss issues of sexuality and consent and people's bodies. So if that's something you don't want to discuss or don't want to listen to or don't want to hear teachers say, you may not want to listen to this particular episode, but I hope you enjoy it and I hope we can all have this conversation. Good morning and welcome to the Nowhere Girls podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to be doing this book and reading. I hope everybody had a restful break. Again, I'm Mrs. Huff and with me today is... I am Mrs. Bohr. And we are loving this book. So we're about in the middle of it now and I've picked a quote out from page 176 right at the top. This is after the second meeting of the Nowhere Girls. And again, we're going to do four things with it. Literally, what's going on in the book right here. Allegorically, how is it like some other book, movie, thing in the world? Personally, how does this sound like our own lives? And then based on the conversation, a call to action. So the quote at the top of page 176 says, But as soon as she presses send, her stomach lurches. What have I done, she thinks. Now the photo is out there, uncontrollable. He owns this image of her body. He owns her. Wow. Yeah. That's a, it's a big quote and it's uh, some big ideas right there. Yeah. So literally, I know this is in a chapter called Us. So we don't know exactly which girl this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's a girl and her boyfriend. And she does discuss just before this that her boyfriend is trying to support her, he says, mm-hmm. in this strike. And so uh, he says that she has to give him something um, <laughs> as if it really is something as she owes him. Right. Anything. Um, yes. So she doesn't want to. She says she doesn't want to. She tells him he can't show it to anyone in the world. She cringes. She takes the picture of herself nude and sends it to her boyfriend. We've all been there, not necessarily with pictures or the specific thing, but we we do things even though we don't want to because we think, well, my boyfriend needs he it. Loves he loves me. He, you know, he wouldn't ever do anything to harm me. He wouldn't show his friends this picture. He wouldn't, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So. this plays out personally, allegorically, this plays out a whole bunch of times. I know in other texts and in the world, certainly there are lots of times when you see this, I think more in the news than I think in literature. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see too many books tackling this directly. No, but you see it in the news all the time. Someone was in a relationship, Mm -hmm. they took some pictures, they shared them. Next thing you know, either they broke up and now Mm -hmm. someone's doing basically revenge porn. They're posting those pictures online. Or even still in the relationship, they show them to their their Mm -hmm. buddy or... Yeah, I know um, that I think about this with the celebrity hack a couple Mm -hmm. years ago of iCloud Mm -hmm. and all of the female celebrities who had pictures of themselves either in their own iCloud or in like their husbands or something like that. And the whole internet got to see it because of one unsecure spot. And the fact that what it says is it's uncontrollable that he owns this image of her body and therefore he owns her Mm. is really powerful. Yeah. She no longer owns her own image or even herself and her own story. Yeah. 
the fact that she's saying like somebody else now has rights to this picture Mm -hmm. and then also because of that her think about how much it messes up people's lives you know Mm -hmm. when when these pictures come out you know the internet is forever and in 20 years if somebody had a naked picture of you in high school and you go for a job interview at like a government level or you're right. going to be a politician. Yeah, you want to run for office and now someone's got a nude picture of you from when you were 16. Well, one, that's child pornography technically. Yes. And so if you are sharing pictures of yourself as a 16-year-old, you are one in possession of child pornography, but you're also distributing child pornography. Yes. And you're like, but wait, I'm not a child. Well, the law doesn't see Legally, you are. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who passes around naked pictures of people under the age of 18 can be prosecuted for mm-hmm. that. And, and I've known for teenagers to get in a lot of trouble for it. Like, uh, for taking pictures of themselves, for sharing those pictures to their friends. When mm-hmm. you have a group of people who are 16, 17 years old, it can be really problematic. Especially if one then shares that picture with someone who's 18 or older. Right. Because 18 is that cutoff. And we're all here at high school together. But some people are legally adults. And a lot of us aren't. And then, but that line is... Is blurry and messy and scary. It is. And think about all of those politicians who have run for (laughs) office and had horrible pictures come out of themselves and had to bow out. And really, the... I know our students are not old enough to remember this, but when I was in high school, we were in the Clinton years. Mm. Um, That was the last time there was an impeachment hearing Mm -hmm. going on at the presidential level. The whole impeachment, if you guys don't know, was about the fact that he had sexual relations of some sort with someone not his wife in the Oval Office and lied about it. Right. That is literally the entirety of the scandal. Yes. And he was impeached as president for it. For lying. For lying, yes. And morality being whatever you choose and all of that, like that is, should, should someone commit to a partner and then choose to have an extramarital affair? Yeah. Well, probably not. He's breaking his commitment to his wife. Like, there is morality there that says what he did was wrong, but... But we're not judging whether what he did was wrong as far as the cheating on his wife. Like, that's between... That was never That's between Bill and Hillary Clinton, and whatever happens within their marriage is between them. Correct. But, But lying about what you did... To Congress. To Congress. That was the impeachable offense. And... And so anybody out here who, like, denies that they took a naked picture or denies that that's them, like, that's literally, you can be removed from the office of president for this. Yes, for the lie. Uh-huh. And how many, how many times does it ruin a woman's life? Right. And does it ruin guys' lives? Well, guys seem to send a lot of dick pics without it, um, you know. Oh, that's a whole cultural <laughs> phenomenon. That I, like, why, why is this a thing? But that's the thing. Is that's what we're talking about. We're talking about nude pictures. And for uh-huh. girls, it's like this, this secretive and it can tear their lives apart. But guys are sending unsolicited pictures of their genitals mm-hmm. on a fairly regular basis, it seems. And they don't seem to have any problem with that. And... I think Grace kind of talks about mm-hmm. that in this book, that 
she talks at one point about how there's the whole purity ring set of people whose dads are buying them purity rings and saying like, you are precious and your body is precious. And, um, why is it women and, that are so precious? And that's kind of what Grace says is that why is this only something that the girls and the daughters have to worry about? Right. Why isn't this equal? If we want to say it's open and everybody's doing it, then why aren't why isn't it okay for both sexes to do it? If we want to say don't do it, then why don't we say don't do it to both sexes? And we we put a big emphasis on for girls you know control your body control the way you look don't you know provoke men don't do this don't do that whereas we don't put a lot on to men you know don't rape or don't you know solicit girls for pictures and don't send your dick pics to women if they didn't ask for it and I know that it's something my husband and I have talked a lot about especially as we're raising our daughter now and he tells me that his dad actually did a really great job of teaching him about consent from Mm -hmm. a young age and that only yes means yes, mm-hmm. and that you don't have to say no to mean no. That there's a lot of things that can mean no, but only yes means yes. Nice. And yeah, and I really am grateful for my father-in-law for instilling that in my husband, mm-hmm. and for my husband wanting to teach that to our daughter, yeah. and that we talk about this a lot yeah. at our house. We talk about consent. We're starting to talk about that with Sasha, mm-hmm. who's four. Um, with tickling. Mm, she likes yes. to be tickled and she giggles and she thinks it's fun. But everybody who's been tickled knows that there's like a point where you're like, ah, you have to stop. Right. So when she says stop, we do. Right. And it doesn't matter if she's playing. If she says stop, we stop. Mm-hmm. And if she says, no, no, do it again, then we do it again. And mm-hmm. I've been saying to her, like, if you say stop, I do. Right. Period. That's the end. For, for anything, for, for a hug, for cuddles. For, when she says stop, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she'll also say, like, Mommy, tickle Daddy. And I'm like, no, Daddy doesn't want me to tickle him, so I'm not going to. We have an agreement. Only when you want to. Mm-hmm. I really like that, and I like the way we're moving towards that sort of thing in society. This is something we practice and model. And I do like that I see more of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that as far as our students go, I know that this is a very girly book. Mm -hmm. It's a big pink book. All of the narrators are women, Mm -hmm. except we do get a little bit of Adam's perspective who doesn't want to be named Adam. Right. And I want to learn more about that. But I was pleased to see that when I was out in the cafeteria and trying to give this book away and letting people know about this podcast and this book, when I talk about what's going on in the book, a lot of our guys say, so it's like 13 Reasons Why? Mm. And thank you, Netflix. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, it, it is. is. And a lot of boys are then excited by it. Yes, I do want a copy. Yes, I want a permission slip. And um, I've had boys at school who tell me that this was a really good read, that they were excited by it, that they like it. And that just makes my heart happy that we're going to have this conversation through a book and that it is not mattering to our students whether it's being told by a man or a woman. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing is these issues that this book talks about, about rape and toxic masculinity and consent, these are not women's issues. 
No, they're people issues. Exactly. <laughs> and so we should all be able to talk about them, and we, sh- and we should, and our students should be talking about it. And I think our students want to be able to talk about these ideas because nobody wants to be the toxic male. No one wants to rape. And if you don't teach students about how not to rape, and if you don't teach <laughs> students about how not to be a toxic person or, ha- or to belittle other people or to make them feel small, then how can you expect them to not do that? We have to be able to talk about these things. Yeah, and that's another thing I really learned with my kid. I think she was about two and a half when I, she did or said something that was pretty mean. And I thought, how, did, how is that your reaction? And how do you not? And I kind of realized that at two, two and a half, she was pretty much all id mm-hmm. in the Freudian mm-hmm. id, super ego. Like she is just all emotion and reaction and there wasn't yeah. thought yet. And that pretty much anything I had to teach her. Yeah. That I was responsible for telling her that you can't just, when you don't like somebody, haul off and hit somebody else. You have to stop and step back and say no and stop. And, and that um, if somebody wants to play with a toy and you're, you want to play with it too, you can't just go steal it. That there's a proper way to ask. And if they say no, you have to be okay with that. And you, it's even those little things saying please and thank you and manners. But you have to teach a child everything and our students are you know 14 to 18 and maybe even a few 19 year olds they're not blank slates anymore right. <laughs> you guys have your own minds and you know them and you can think about thinking and make choices and decisions and but but it's also not too late you, to learn those things yeah. like I, my students tell me all the time miss this is just how i am okay but just how you are now is not how you're going to be forever even mm. i I'm not who I'm going to be forever. Yeah. I'm trying to work on myself all the time. Well, and at 16, there are definitely <laughs> things that I did and, you know, who I was that I'm not anymore. Right. You know, I'm not the girl who never goes out without makeup. I'm no longer an athlete, honestly. Uh, yeah. You know? I, I'm not I'm, a band kid. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a drama geek. I, I'm a mom, which is weird, and I'm still getting mm-hmm. used to that. And I'm a teacher, which is fun most of the time. I'm not somebody who goes out and stays out late and does on little sleep and ha- lives the high life because right. honestly it just makes me too tired because right. I'm getting old. But I'm, I'm changing all the time and I've been changing all the time yeah. since I was 16 and I yeah. you know, starting to view the world and I, I wish that we had been able to have more of these conversations when I was in school. Yes, I do too. And so um, that's my hope for everyone is that if there is an issue dealing with sex or your body, that you get to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, at school, that can certainly be awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my call to action is not only with my daughter, but also to be, to be the person who is not only resolute in issues of consent and sexuality but who's always willing to explain Mm. and I want to hold that up you know I want to I want to have the relationship with my husband that I can be proud of Mm -hmm. and that's not just because I am married to a man who is a good person and wants to be a good person and works at that but also because I don't we teach each other Mm -hmm. you know 
it's I tell him what is and isn't okay about my body and he does the same. Exactly. I think that's my call to action. Yeah. I um and I think that knowing that you can talk about things and knowing where to go for information is really important. Mm-hmm. And so I am lucky enough that I have gotten to teach about sex ed um, more when I was in the Peace Corps than officially nowadays, but I love answering students' questions, and I know it can be awkward and, you know, (laughs) but if you ever got a question, come talk to me. That's awesome. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, Miss Huff.